ESPN. But this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build the pump. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Cleveland? Cleveland rocks? No, not as far as I'm concerned. Cleveland sucks. And Eric Fry. The break, good times, come on, the Bears finally start Mad Nagy. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in, uh, one and all, a good day to you out of there, and welcome in uh, to a Thursday, uh, February 23rd, 2023. Hey, it's 2-3-2-3. Two, three, two, three. Yeah, it's 2-2-3-2-3. Two, two, three, two, three. Wow, I just yeah. realized that. I put that connection Crazy. right here. Wow. Crazy. <laughs> thirsty Luminati. Thursday. I guess so. Yes, it's Thirsty Thursday. It's Throwback Thursday. It's whatever you want this Thursday uh, to be. I don't think there's anything special Thursday, like, you know, Ash Wednesday, uh, Fat Tuesday. I don't the, think there's anything going on today. No, right? not like that. There there are holidays for today. But uh, I'm no, sure. and It's food 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 related. I saw a couple. Yeah, um, I'm sure you had that on day. your uh, in the, your morning show the other day on the, on the country station. I'm sure you had that. National right? Chili Day. National Chili Day. Mm-mm. Too warm for me to have some chili today. Yeah, it was a little warm, and uh, it was a little warm yesterday, but a little stormy. But uh, we're here, and we're rocking and rolling here on the starting lineup here, and we're live here on 98.9 of the game until the noon hour here. And uh, coming up for you, we got a good show lined up for you. As always, coming up, we got a local sports to talk about from last night. Basketball galore from boys basketball. A continue on with regional play. We had some upsets last night, and we had some uh, high scores as well. So we'll take a look out of them all uh, coming up here in a little bit. And also we'll get you set up for the schedule tonight with the sectional championships on the line. Still some area teams are competing there, and we'll tell you about that. And uh, we'll also hit up on some Illinois as the basketball game tonight against Northwestern there at the State Farm Center. And we'll take a look at that game, and we'll see about the status of Terrence Shannon Jr., if whether he's still in concussion protocol or not. And we'll also hit up on uh, some Illinois football-related uh, news. As yesterday, uh, they dropped some information about season tickets and uh, season ticket prices in particular. And uh, did we have one good season, and did those season tickets skyrocket? Well, we'll find out here in a little bit when we uh, talk about that. And we'll also hit up on uh, some college basketball that happened uh, last night. And we'll hit up on the NBA as well because the second 
second half is underway. And we'll also uh, get to other national sports, NHL, and we got some NFL news and uh, notes to uh, hit up on as well. And we got some St. Louis Cardinals news that just came in. St. Louis Cardinal news. Hot off the press. Hot off the presses. So we'll get to that yep. at some point uh, during the course of the day as well. And uh, if we don't get to uh, that here on the Trust Hour, we'll get to it in the uh, podcast in some sort of fashion. Of course, you can find that podcast wherever you find your favorite pods, iTunes, Spotify, the website fmradio.com under the uh, podcast tabs there. All right, uh, so we got a lot to get to here today on uh, this uh, Thursday. And uh, do we have some weekend stuff that we're uh, taking care of today too? Yes, we are because there will not be a starting lineup tomorrow. Uh, just uh, Due to uh, my scheduling conflicts, uh, we will not be having a right, show tomorrow. And so. do some uh, of my schedule as yep. well. We won't have a So we'll be show doing NASCAR tomorrow, pick them so. today. All right, very good, very good. So uh, stay tuned uh, for uh, that uh, coming up in uh, the uh, pod. So uh, we got extra stuff to get to here today, so uh, let's just hit it up and let's get into it and let's start it up with First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in uh, local sports uh, from uh, last night as uh, the boys basketball regionals are uh, continuing on. And let's start off there in uh, the uh, Nokomis Regional because that's where uh, Dominic and I were in Nokomis as Altamonte took care of business in uh, game number one as uh, they were victorious 62-48. Uh, in uh, this one, and Altamont got off to a great start. In particular, Mason Robinson got off to a great start. He scored the first seven points of the game, and I saw Altamont led 7 nothing. and then uh, Coach Palmer called the timeout to try to regroup, and then after the timeout, there was a Carlisle turnover, and then Avery Arhouse hit a three, uh. and so it was 10 to nothing. It's not what you want when you come out of a timeout. I don't think in the timeout no. they discussed – all right, turn the ball over and give up a three. Yeah. That'll really help our, our game plan. Right, yeah. And then this is kind of just the story of the game. Carlisle would finally get on the board. It was a long two-pointer there. But then immediately after that, Robinson, next possession, would make a three of his own. So it was 13-2 to at that point. And then later on in the opening quarter, Wyatt Phillips would connect from one from long range. And that was 20-8 to at that point. Uh, Wyatt Nothouse did uh, close out the uh, first quarter with a three-pointer at the buzzer to make it 21-11. to And then uh, Altamont would continue to roll into the uh, second quarter, and they would ramp up the defense as well. They hold, held Carlisle to just five points there in uh, the uh, second Ooh. quarter. And uh, Mason Robinson uh, would have his 12th point of the first half as well. Altamont would have the 27-14 to lead. Uh, and then uh, later on, it would be up to a 31-14 at one point. Uh, Matthew Guthrie was kind of uh, leading the way for Carlisle's charge. He had five points, but he was affecting things on the defensive end as he had a couple of blocks. He's six seven, and he's got a wide uh, wingspan as well. And he's only a sophomore, so uh, he'll uh, only continue to uh, grow and develop get better. and get better. Yeah, and uh, the score was 32 to 18 at the half, but Carlisle came out in, out of the locker room pretty strong. Uh, they scored the first five points of the second half, and I think at one point here in the third, they cut it down to like nine or seven at one point, but 
Then again, they cut it down to that seven-point lead, and then all of a sudden, Altamont comes back mm-hmm. with a run of uh, their own. Uh, there, Yarhouse would make another three. Uh, Elam would also have a three-pointer as well, and uh, then it would be 44-28 to 28 at that point, and Altamont would finish things off in the fourth quarter uh, there as uh, they narrowly outscored them in the uh, second half. I think Carlisle actually did outscore them 32-30 to 30 in the uh, second half, but Altamont gets it done, and uh, it was a win, 62-48 for win number 27 on the season, advancing into the regional championship. Yeah, and Altamont, you know, like you said, they are just – once you get out to a fast start like they did, Travis, putting up 21 points in a quarter at a high school level, the only thing you can do if you're facing a team that does that is respond by putting up 20 of your own in a quarter, mm-hmm. not five. Yeah. When you are outscored in the first half by a quarter for your opposing team, that's not the recipe for a win. No. You have to counter that back the other way. And unfortunately, one thing I, I, I've i noticed, and obviously I haven't been to as many Altamont games as you have, Travis, Altamont doesn't make mistakes. They don't beat themselves. Yeah, not very often. And so if you get down big against them, they're not going to be turning the ball over very often. They're not going to be putting up, you know, bad-looking shots. Hmm. They're very disciplined as a team, are the Altamont Indians. They're not going to beat themselves. They're going to force you to beat them. And if you fall behind big, then you start pressuring you start pushing and putting up shots that maybe you know you wouldn't like to take, and you fall further behind. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, and they are disciplined in uh, that aspect uh, for sure. So they'll advance on to a Friday's regional championship. Uh, they're at a uh, seven o'clock in uh, Nicomas, and then uh, the uh, very next game after uh, Altamont was done, uh, Dominic and I, and really the Altamont team, stuck around for at least the first half mm-hmm. to uh, see this one, and it was the first half because. Because I, I said it when we left. That's all I needed to see there in the first half as Nicomas jumped out 16-5 to after one. And then they outscored him 22-7 to in the second quarter to lead 38-12 to at halftime. Yeah. Like you said, this was kind of the matchup you wanted, you know, when we looked at the brackets. Sure. This was a great game when these two teams faced off in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And uh, credit to Samuel Brownstown on having a good year. But... Uh, Nicomas was just a better team last night. All right, yeah, Almond led the way for the Redskins. He had 16. Uh, Loman and Himes both had uh, 10 points, and that's the thing. They're both uh, very balanced. Uh, Almond can obviously uh, fill it up, and Loman can as well. Uh, he's pretty uh, linky there in the post, and he threw. He didn't quite throw down an alley oop there, but uh, it was kind of a finger roll. A layup mm-hmm. uh, alley-oop there and uh, uh, so that's very balanced scoring and you can also affect it on the defensive end as well Nicomas now is 27 and a 6 on the season they shot 53% last night and uh, for the other side uh, St. Elmo uh, Campbell led the way he had 11 but he was the only player in double figures for the Eagles uh, uh, Paisley did have a 6 points and he also made uh, some history last night as he uh, broke the uh, season uh, record of foremost uh, 3 point field goals and uh, that was a 72 and that was set back in 2009 and uh, 2010 and he also uh, broke the uh, co-op a uh, career three-point record, 132 uh, threes, and uh, now uh, Paisley ended up his career with 133 three-point 
in his uh, career from 2020 to 2023. Uh, Connor Beasley had the uh, St. Elmo uh, career three-point record, but uh, so even in the loss, I know uh, it's kind of a bittersweet there right. that you set those records, but uh, still a uh, knockdown shooter there for Jared uh, Palsley. A, a big accomplishment on an individual level. Mm. Um, you know, obviously you would have liked to have the success for the team as well, but still nothing yeah. to, to be upset about, obviously. Right, yeah. And uh, San Elmo, unfortunately, ends the season, and they will fall. I thought I had uh, their record up here, but I guess I did not put that down. I think it was 21 and 12 or yeah. something like that. And uh, so uh, it's Altamont Nicomis sectional championship on a Friday in a rematch from yep. February 3rd. And Altamont squeaked away with the comeback win, 53-49 on that night. Now, Travis, mm-hmm. I did want to point out, I was pretty close with my prediction there for Altamont. Were you? Yeah. I forgot what you said. I guess it's 65-40. to 40. Yeah. And it was 62-48. Yeah. That's, I'll, I'll take that. That's yeah. close. You'll take it. That's what's in the ball game. so I'm going to do it again. You ready? <laughs> in the ballpark. All right. Since we're not having a show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Give me Altamont. Mm-hmm. Give me 60 to 55. 60 to 55. Yep. Okay. 60 to 55, Altamont gets the win. All right. I'll write it down. Okay. Write it down so then on Monday I can be wrong. (laughs) You can be wrong on the score, but I don't know, maybe not the outcome. Yeah. 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 That's what I meant. (laughs) So uh, let's move on to the uh, Cumberland Regional. As we saw, like Casey defeat Dioga. In the opening uh, contest, uh, 56 to 35, Casey jumped out to the early lead, nine to four, uh, 24 to 17 at the half, and then uh, Nioga actually uh, stayed with them and uh, uh, trailed 38 28 after three. But then Casey put it away in the fourth quarter and outscored him 18 to seven. Hayden Parcel led the way for the Warriors. He had 15. Clement had 11, and Jackson Parcel had nine. Uh, Richards led the way for Nioga. He had 11. Reynolds and Titus both had. At 10. So Casey advances on to the regional championship in there, 18 and 10 overall. And Yoga finished up the season 12 and 21 on the year. And who will they meet? Well, we thought it was going to be our rematch of a couple weeks ago with Windsor. Not so fast, my friend. Macon continues uh, their uh, Cinderella run. Uh, they're a 10 seed, and uh, they beat Windsor's two straws last night, a 59 to 50. As Macon got to the four-point lead, they led by two at halftime. Windsor actually had a strong third quarter and took the lead of 42-39. But Macon Meridian finishes off in the fourth quarter. They outscore the Hatchets 20 to eight in the final session to win this one by nine points. So Cinderella. Keeps going with the Hawks of Macon Meridian. And like I said, you know, Macon is a very good team. And as Coach Radel said, the best 10 seed in the state. I, I think they're making an argument for that. Yeah. And, you know, they're a team that, like we said, they're aggressive at attacking the basket. And so when I hear Travis, they outscored their opponent 20-8 to eight in that final quarter, mm-hmm. that makes me think that they were getting to the free throw line a lot. That they were forcing Windsor Stustras to, you know, send them to the line and, and attacking the basket. And, you know, that's that's a recipe for success if you can do that consistently. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Roy Ralston led the way. He had 15. Uh, Paul Ralston had a 10, and Brown had a 12. Uh, the Wittenbergs, they finish up uh, their careers there with the Hatchets. Uh, Austin led the way. He had 17. Uh, Jordan had a 10, and uh, Gurgle almost had uh, double figures. He had nine. So, Macon 
forget about the record. They're 10 and 21, but they advance on to the championship against Casey and Wizards Two Straws. Uh, season comes to a close at 22 and a 10. Into the Tuscola regional, I said high scores as this one kind of took you back when, when you saw the thought final here. Yeah, you thought it was a typo, but uh, everywhere was posting about this. Uh, Tuscola, they beat Villa Grove. 101 to 35. That's right. Put up a hundo last night. It did the uh, Warriors as they were all over Villa Grove. They had 31 to 8 after the uh, first quarter. Uh, they had a bunch of players in double figures here. James had 22. Quinn had 17. Uh, Woodard had 15. Boyd had 12. And Sweetnam had 10. And uh, Tuscola, impressive performance over the uh, Blue Devils. And in particular, you keep telling people that you know the fourth quarter is a running clock with the 30-plus point lead, and they were still able to put like 20 points on the board in the fourth quarter to put 101 on the board. That's just crazy. I didn't know the scoreboard went that high. Like, what do you do at that point? (laughs) Like, I I feel bad for both. You know, obviously you feel bad for Villa Grove. We've talked about this before about big blowouts, big losses, stuff like that. So I feel bad for Villa Grove. But if you're Tuscola, you take your starters out. Like, Mm -hmm. what else can you do? Right. You know, it. I guess now we don't know if there was a shot clock there. I don't think that they have a shot clock going yet. No. You just hold it. You would think. Yeah. But I don't know. Apparently not. I don't know what was going on. Not for the uh, Warriors. Fourth quarter. Nope. But they are very impressive and a twenty six and a six they advance on to their own regional championship and who will they meet? Well it's exactly what Travis wanted. It's the Cola Wars. As our Cola, they defeated Okaw Valley forty eight to forty one. It was tied at seventeen after the first quarter. Okaw Valley actually had the twenty five twenty two lead at the half, but our Cola comes back and takes the lead after three thirty two twenty nine and the Purple Riders would finish the off there in the uh, fourth quarter there so uh, it was Arcola picking up uh, the uh, win and it's Tuscola Arcola regional championship on Friday in the South Central Regional, it was Chrysler Rock Lutheran. They defeated Sisney 61-246, so Chrysler Rock picks up win number 30 on the season. They're 30-2 and a two on the year, and they're in the Regional Championship in, uh, in South, South, South Central. <coughs> and it was uh, St. Anthony picking up the win over North Clay, 62-45. North Clay actually had the one-point lead after one, but 18-8. St. Anthony outscored him in the second quarter to take the lead into halftime, 34-26, and then a big uh, third quarter as well for the Bulldogs, 52-36. They led after three. Uh, Ryan Schmidt led the way for the Bulldogs again. He seems to be uh, the uh, Cardinal as uh, he was 25 in the NTC semifinal game. He had 19 to lead the way for the Bulldogs last time uh, or last night. Five three-pointers, uh, four of those came in the first half. Uh, but, uh, man, it's just uh, Schmidt just shooting him from beyond the arc. As, I mean, I saw it on the NTC semifinal game, but uh, five threes again last night. Hey, shooters got to shoot, Travis. I guess so. Keep <laughs> Found the holes in the Cardinals' defense there, I guess. Uh, Brock Fearday also had 15, and a say he added 12. And uh, Fleener finished up his career there in uh, North Clay with 19 points. Uh, Booz also finishes up his senior year as well with 13. They're the only Cardinals in double figures there. So North Clay ends the season 21 and a 10 as they finished in third place in the regular season and in the conference tournament as well. So uh, their season comes to a close, and uh, St. Anthony 
21 and 12 now advancing to take on Chrysler Rock in the regional championship. Yeah, congratulations to St. Anthony. Can they take down Christar Rock? That's going to be the question. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to make me look silly. <laughs> and a lot of people are picking them to come out of that uh, regional. So, mm-hmm. uh, Christar Rock, even though 30-2, and two, we'll see what happens on uh, Friday. I also wanted to mention in the 1A in the Cerro Gordo regionals, the Cater LSA picking up the win over Argenta, 68-50. to 50, So, the Lions now are 29-0. and 0 on the season, and I also get what I wanted here as uh, Decatur St. Teresa won over Hayworth 49-2 of 43, so St. T now 26-5. It's an all-Decatur regional final there in Cerro uh, Gordo. LSA versus uh, St. Teresa. That should be an entertaining one. It should. Uh, also, in the uh, wanted to mention a couple of teams that Altamont saw in the uh, Cesar tournament. Cesar uh, actually uh, was a nine seed, and they pulled off the upset over two-seed Stillville as they won a 57-49, and uh, Goreville was a big winner over Cobden, uh, 88-51 there in 1A. Mm. In a 2A, Lawrenceville Regional is Lawrenceville over Fairfield, 64-43. Lawrenceville 24-8 now, and Mount Carmel picks up win number 20 as they defeated Newton, 63-53, and Mount Carmel now 20-11, and Newton finishes up their campaign 19-12 on the season. So Mount Carmel wins the rubber match here in the regional semis and advances to the regional championship. Yeah. Congratulations to uh, Mount Carmel. Like we talked about just uh, these two teams knew each other so well, Mount Carmel ended up getting the rubber match. Mm-hmm. So the aces get it. It's topless regional. It was topless over Shelbyville, 68, 35. James Niebuhr, had 19 and Brendan Niebuhr had 14 and a Seamer had nine points, but he also had 15 rebounds as well as this was kind of a low scoring affair in the early going t-town had the 16 or had the 24 to 15 lead at halftime and uh they have big scores in the second 16 to 9 they outscored them and then they also outscored them 18 to 8 in the third and the shoots put up 26 points in the fourth quarter to finish things off uh bame and mcdonald both had eight points for the rams so t-town now 24 and 7 on the season and they'll meet robinson in the regional championship as they defeated flora 50 or 60 to 53 so robinson now 21 and 11 Litchfield Regional is all Marquette over Litchfield, 57-38. Pena over Hillsborough, 58-55. Close one there for Pena. And so they're 18-14 on to the Regional Championship. also wanted to mention there in 2A, Greenville got the win over Salem. And that was 65-56. It was the 11-seed Roxana over Piasol, 34-24. Low-scoring affair. And then also a team that Altamont saw in the Greenville shootout. Breeze Central, they won over Trenton Wesleyan, 60-46. to And also a Breeze Modern Day advances there. And they beat Nashville, 51-37. to That was a 5 over a 4. So it's an all-Breeze regional championship there. It's Central versus Modern Day. And 3A all the season comes to a close as they lost to Heron, 50-38. to They trailed 21-10. to at halftime, so they could never uh, get it going there in Mount Vernon. And also from the Apollo, Lincoln in 3A defeated uh, Danville 48-42. So Lincoln now 26-5 and on the season. And Muhammad, they defeated Champaign Central in comeback fashion 53-49. And in the Mattoon Regional, it was Mount Zion over Charleston 70-47. to So Mount Zion improves to 28-4. and And they'll meet up in a rematch there against the Cater MacArthur. 54 to 37 winners mm-hmm. over Decatur Eisenhower. So Mount Zion gets another shot there at MacArthur 
on the regional championship. So absolutely a loaded night there in high school boys uh, basketball. And uh, we'll talk more about the uh, regional championships. I guess we'll recap them uh, coming up on Monday since yep. we won't have a show uh, tomorrow. And right now we have to uh, take a break. And uh, let's take a look at the local schedule for tonight coming up here in a little bit here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. Hi, this is Casey from JNR Collision Centers. We would like to announce the purchase of Walks Auto Body from Doug Walk. JNR's commitment will be the same as Doug's always was. We will go above and beyond to return your vehicle to pre-accident condition. We will work with you and your insurance company and keep you informed during the entire repair process. Stop by and see us at either Effingham location, 3241 South Banker Street or 1424 East Via Avenue, or call JNR Collision Centers at 877-525-5722. Are you an experienced manager in distribution or manufacturing? Sherwin-Williams in Effingham is looking for a manager to run our second shift of approximately 35 employees. We have an excellent starting pay range of $70,000 to $75,000 plus a $1,500 sign-on bonus. We have competitive benefits package to offer including up to 16 paydays off within your first 12 months, 401k with up to a 6% match, health insurance options as low as $23.76 bi-weekly. Apply online anytime at Sherwin.com slash Effingham. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer for all protected statuses including veteran and disability get in zone auto zone welcome to AutoZone, america's number one brakes destination we have the pads rotors drums shoes and brake fluids to improve your stopping power right now save 15 percent when you get any two duralast rotors with a set of duralast brake pads missing a tool ask about our free loan a tool program and borrow the tools you need to get the job done get in zone auto zone Claim based on data from the MPD Group 2021. Deposit required for a loan tool. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. <laughs> Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. That <laughs> looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Individual rates, coverage, offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, listen up. Pi Insurance wants to give you one of those aha moments, the kind that could save you money. Workers' comp is probably one of the biggest costs you face. But did you know that insurance providers have flexibility in setting their prices? That's right. But many don't bother giving small businesses the savings you deserve. Instead, you can get lumped in with other businesses and overcharged. Pi Insurance was created to change that. With Pi, you get a quote tailored specifically to your business, and you could save up to 30% with no hassle and no hidden fees. Plus, when you sign up for pay-as-you-go billing, 
billing. Your premium is based on your actual payroll, not an estimate. So your workers' comp audit experience is simplified. Take three minutes to see how much you could save with Pi Insurance. Ask your agent for Pi or get a quote at IWantPi.com. That's IWantPie.com. And now... Illinois, they won barely. And I, I had to laugh because after the game... Mr. C.J. Frederick for Iowa started crying. He's never been played like that before defensively. He just couldn't get open. They were grabbing him all game. He was fouled on every possession. They just wouldn't let me get open. The starting lineup. Start the crybaby sound effect. Illinois wouldn't let him open. He was crying after the game. On 98-9, the game. C.J. Frederick. Get out of my gym. Welcome to the Big Ten, fella. Back into the uh, starting lineup. You're on 98.9. Uh, Travis Sparks and Eric Fry hanging out with you. Talked a lot about the uh, boys' basketball games from uh, last night. Let's take a look at the uh, schedule for uh, this evening in uh, girls' basketball. And it's the sectional championships on the line uh, tonight. They're in uh, Casey Nioga 31 and uh, 3 on the season, and they're taking on Tuscola 33 and 1. And this is actually a rematch. Go back to December 26th, the first game of the Monticello Holiday Hoopla as the only game that Neogo lost there in Monticello there during the Holiday Tournament was to Tuscola as it was 49-43, close one there. And Tuscola is looking for their first sectional championships since 2007-2008 season, so been quite a while, and it's not been that long since Neoga, as, of course, they beat St. Anthony last year in the Tuscola sectional championship. And to get there, Neoga beat Tuscola 41-34 to there in the semifinals last year. So uh, these two teams connections with a rematch earlier this season mm-hmm. and a lot of the same players involved in this game that were involved last year so neoga beat tuscola last year in the postseason mm-hmm. and who won this year's contest tuscola oh so they're one and one they're one and one it's yep. rubber match time yep and it's for the sectional championship who you got I mean, you know, after last uh, a Tuesday's comeback o- yeah. over St. Anthony, I would kind of almost lean uh, uh, Tuscola. Mm-hmm. But, man, Sydney Richards is pretty tough to stop when she gets going. So, I don't know. I think it might come down come down to the wire again. I, I know, Travis. I have yet to have anyone from Tuscola badmouth me and say that I wasn't supporting their team and, <laughs> and make take what I said and use it as motivation. So, therefore, Nioga is going to get the win. 
Mm, picking Nioga tonight. I'm, I'm all in on Nioga. All in on the yeah, Indians. Yeah, let's do it. So let's uh, pack the gym there tonight in uh, KZ for the sectional not, championship at 7 o'clock. Not bad for the fourth, third or fourth best team in That's the uh, right. NTC. That's right, exactly. And, I say uh, with love so, <laughs> And they, uh winner will advance to the St. Anthony, a super sectional, and they'll take on the winner of the Christopher sectional championship, and that one's either Edwards County or Christopher, and that game tonight is at 7 o'clock as well also uh, the uh in uh, class 2a we have the uh, pena sectional championship as pena victorious uh, on tuesday against the topolis so well they come in at 24 and 9 and uh, they take on the paris tigers and a uh, paris 29 and a uh, three on the season paris has four sectional championships to their name but the last one occurred in 2004 2005 so been quite a while and a uh, pena Actually, this is a rematch of last year's sectional championship in Monticello as Paris was the one to knock out T-Town last year and Pena knocked out Paris. So Pena won it 46-33 last year. And of course, uh, maybe you didn't know it, but Pena actually finished in third place in the uh, state last year. Uh-huh. So uh, we got a rematch on our hands and uh, this time it's actually in Pena's gym. So it should be a, a good atmosphere tonight there with Pena and Paris. Absolutely. Absolutely. I look forward to it, Travis. And the winner goes uh, to uh, the uh, Salem Super Sectional, and uh, they'll take on the winner of the DeCoin Sectional, and that's either an all-Breeze final, number one seed, a Breeze Modern Day, or the three seed, Breeze Central, tonight in DeCoin at 7 o'clock. And finally, in the Class 3A Rochester Sectional Championship, it's Lincoln with their undefeated season on the line there against the host school, Rochester. Lincoln 33-0 and and Rochester 26-7 and as I didn't see any matchups this season. So this is a fresh, new matchup. Never faced each other this season. I didn't really go back in uh, to look into history too mm-hmm. much. But uh, Lincoln has four sectional championships already to their name. And uh, the last one occurred in 2015-2016. And uh, Rochester, uh, they actually have eight sectional championships. And the last one came in 2016-2017 hmm. there. So uh, Lincoln Rochester in uh, the uh, sectional championship. The winner will advance to the Taylorville Super Sectional, and they'll take on the winner of the Centralia Sectional Championship. It'll either be the number one seed Highland or the number one seed Mount Vernon Rams there on Monday at 7 o'clock. And all those super sectional games will be on Monday at 7 o'clock there. So Looking forward to them. That is what's on the line this evening Being close to the end for girls basketball for girls yep. basketball yep that's right because uh state is uh next weekend oh. so up there in uh, bloomington be here before so, you know it yep it, it will be uh there and uh let's run through uh, quickly uh, the uh, schedule for uh tomorrow for the regional championships for boys basketball as i didn't tell you exactly uh when and where the times were uh since we're not going to be here tomorrow right uh number one seed decatur lsa taking on the fourth seed of decatur st Teresa there in the saragorda regional championship at seven o'clock the winner will advance to the hayworth sectional to take on the winner of the colfax ridgeview Regional Championship there. Uh, Altamont will score off against Nokomis there in Nokomis at 7 o'clock. Winner will, will advance to the Altamont sectional, and they'll take on the winner of the Cumberland Regional Championship between Casey and Macon Meridian there in Cumberland at 7 o'clock. And the Cola Wars, Tuscola versus Arcola, 7 o'clock in Tuscola. They'll advance to the Altamont sectional as well. They'll take on the winner of the South Central Regional 
between a Chrysler Rock Lutheran and a St. Anthony. They're at a 7 o'clock in uh, Farina. Over in a 2A uh, in the same uh, sectional, it's uh, Greenville and Roxana for the regional championship there in the East Dalton Wood River Regional, and they'll take on the winner of the Lawrenceville Regional Championship between Lawrenceville and Mount Carmel there in Lawrenceville at 7 o'clock, and they'll advance to uh, take on each other in the Newton sectional next Tuesday. At 7 o'clock, we also got the Topless and Robinson in the T-Town Regional Championship at 7 o'clock. Werner will take on the Litchfield Regional Championship winner between Alt Marquette and Pena. And that one will be at 7 o'clock on a Wednesday there in Newton there. And in Class 3A, our Apollo Conference uh, brethren, Lincoln, a matchup with Mohamed Seymour in the Champaign Central Regional Championship at 7 o'clock. Winner will advance to the Decatur MacArthur sectional, and they'll take on the winner of the Mattoon Regional, and it'll either be Decatur MacArthur or Mount Zion there. Mattoon at 7 o'clock for MacArthur and Mount Zion uh, there. So we'll see if uh, Lincoln and Mount Zion can match up in the uh, sectional semis. And uh, so that's a quick look at the uh, regional championship schedule for uh, tomorrow night. Looking should forward be, uh, to them all. Yep, should be a good one. And uh, sectionals taking place next week. And we also have a game on our airwaves uh, tonight right here on 989. Uh, 7 o'clock will be the pregame show start for the uh, Fighting Illini as it's the second matchup with Northwestern as they come to Champaign-Urbana tonight to take on uh, the uh, Illini. And uh, they were, Illini will try to bounce back after uh, falling to uh, Northwestern earlier on in uh, the season. And uh, that was uh, by the final score of 73 uh, to uh, 60 as this was all the way back on January 4th, so it was so the first game of the new year, mm-hmm. and Northwestern comes out and spanks us, 73-60, and uh, so hopefully a better performance there. Uh, and this was, of course, significant because this was the last game of the Sky Clark era as he uh, uh, stepped away from the team after this contest. So uh, maybe a different vibe, a different uh, team uh, than the last time we faced the Wildcats there in Evanston. Yep. So... Uh, currently, five and a half point favorites are the Illini. So, Ugh. no dis or, uh, disrespect to Lots Northwestern. Of disrespect. Oh yes. my goodness! And uh, still, but, I was gonna say, but Illinois we know plays better at home. Sure, they have all season long, so maybe yeah. that's what they're factoring in. Maybe but I don't know. Five and a half is still big. <laughs> and if I had some entertainment purposes here in the state of Illinois, I would probably sprinkle a little bit on Northwestern uh, there to at least cover. And uh, so at 8 o'clock will be uh, the uh, tip-off here on 98.9. And uh, still, uh, Terrence Jannon Jr. in a concussion protocol. He was working out at the practice facility yesterday. And uh, still, the diagnosis is a day-to-day in concussion protocol. But I would be shocked if he uh, played tonight uh, against Northwestern. So, uh, we'll just have to see as the uh, game gets uh, closer and closer, and it might be a game-time decision before he's ruled out again uh, there. So we'll just have to wait and see on his status for the tonight's game against the Wildcats there. And you can find out, listen to all the action here on 98.9. Speaking of the uh, Fighting Illini, the uh, football season ticket uh-huh. prices were revealed yesterday. And uh, did they go up? Did they go down? Well, We'll find out, and we'll tell you about them, what it means, uh, coming up next here on the uh, Starting Lineup. The Starting Lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. 
A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-342. 3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Will they find a home? Sponsored by Geico. Sarah wants a yard. My own little paradise. Brad, however, hates yard work. The only thing I hate more than cutting the grass is paying someone to cut the grass. Compromise is tough, but these two won't have to compromise when they bundle home and car insurance with Geico. It's easy, and they could save even more. In the end, Sarah and Brad found a great home with a yard. A very, very small yard. Time to get it done. And I'm done. Bundling without compromise at Geico.com. Lowe's always has more ways for you to save. On top of our everyday low prices, pros can save big when buying in bulk. Or if your purchase is over $1,500, ask about our volume savings program. A pro associate can provide a customized quote. Ask about our volume savings programs today. It always pays to be a pro at Lowe's. While supplies last, minimum purchase required. Selection varies by location. Lowe's reserves the right to limit quantities. Volume discount pricing quotes are valid up to seven days. Visit your local pro desk to learn more and start saving. Offers subject to change may not be available in all Lowe's stores. And now... The starting lineup. It's a post weekend, so we got to give you the top three moments from the sports weekend. I'm boycotting. I mean, I am boycotting. It's like, oh well, I might have to do the top three without the the music here today. <laughs> I press spacebar so many and times. Now, it's time for the top three. And just, it's a Monday, I guess. On ninety-eight nine, the game. Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. The Blues are back in St. Louis for a three-game homestand that begins tonight. Blues play host to the Vancouver Canucks. St. Louis will be looking to snap its three-game skid after it fell to the Carolina Hurricanes on Tuesday. Tonight's battle is the second of three meetings between St. Louis and Vancouver this season. The Blues took the first game 5-1 back in December. One of the Cardinals' bullpen arms will have to adjust the new pitch clock as Giovanni Gallegos took the hill for the first live batting practice session of spring training on Wednesday and experienced the clock for the first time. He said, quote, it's hard for me. It's a new experience and a big challenge for me. I'm trying to make some adjustments about the timing, but it's a big change. MLB instituted new rules that mandates pitcher to throw within 15 seconds of receiving the ball from the catcher. The base is empty with base runners on. Pitchers have 20 seconds. The Blackhawks overcame a huge deficit to beat the Stars 4-3 in Dallas. Team trailed 3-0 in the second period until Max Domi scored a power play goal to pull the team within two. Patrick Kane then buried two goals to tie the game, and Domi hit the lamp one more time in the third to complete the comeback. The Blackhawks have won four straight games and are 20-32-5 on the season. The Bulls are back on the hardwood tonight, or tomorrow night, excuse me, when the Nets come to town. Chicago limped into the All-Star break, having lost six straight games in seven of its last ten. Bulls are 11th in the Eastern Conference at 26-33. The Nets check in at 34-24 and sit fifth in the conference. 
Welcome back in here to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hitting it up with the uh, sports and our hits uh, there. Coming up, we'll talk some uh, college basketball uh, from uh, last night and uh, take a look at the schedule for tonight and uh, more of that NBA action as well. Uh, but first, uh, let's continue on with the uh, Illini talk as uh, they released uh, their uh, season ticket prices for the upcoming 2023 uh, season. And uh, they launched the uh, Family of First ticket campaign. And a Family, of course, ILL, ILL in there. Yep. So uh, it actually went uh, down as uh, part of the uh, campaign. Ticket prices will be reduced by an average of 17% with many portions of the stadium seeing decreases of more than 35% for a season of ticket prices. So uh, people were wondering whether uh, season tickets were actually going to go up after having a successful season, a successful run. But uh, no, in fact, they are going down by a 17%. Uh, in fact, uh, the horseshoe slash balcony uh, for season tickets for last year, $154. This year, only $99 for a, a sideline season ticket. And these uh, go from sections 131 to 123 and 101 to 109 on the opposite end of the stadium. They were $279 last year. Now they're $199 for a season ticket. Uh, for uh, some prime C seats, uh, they uh, went from $359 last year to only $299 for season tickets this year. Uh, the prime B slots, they stayed the same. And actually, uh, the 50-yard line season tickets actually went up uh, 20 bucks, three uh, to 379 And a family of four-pack for season tickets is actually $429. And that's with an iFund. Uh, family four pack and that comes with extra benefits as well uh, with some uh, perks for parking passes and savings on that and bar back um, bar backs uh, uh, seat backs gotcha. uh, that you can purchase uh, there and some uh, discounts at the concession stand and uh, the merch stands uh, there so uh, you know, it was kind of nice to see uh, that it was uh, after a successful season and one of our most successful seasons in quite a while. Actually, uh, they go down for the for the most part. So that's uh, kind of nice to see. It really is. And it, it really makes you, you know, kind of, I don't want to say happy, because if you're a fan wanting to go, Travis, it makes you think that there's going to be more fans there. Because oh, tickets yeah. prices are more affordable. So mm. all the complaints we had after week one of things not working, and I know they figured a lot of that out as the season went on, it may get worse next year because expect more people there, especially if the Illini are as good as they were last year. Right. Yeah, and, uh, you know, from from my experiences, when I heard the, a lot of the complaints about the Wyoming game uh, there with people getting in the door, I never really got had a problem getting in the door, but I also go through the uh, speedy check-in line. I don't have a, a bag with me, so uh, I go right there, and I had no problems uh, last year, uh, but I do understand the other people's uh, frustrations there, and it did get a little better as the season uh, went on, but... I guess that's the double-edged sword there. We want people to show up and come to the games, but then uh, the game day experiences may not be uh, equipped to handle right. uh, the large capacity crowds. And also when I was there on the game on Monday, I thought basketball, the concessions were at least better. I don't know if it was because it was still pretty pretty full for right. Minnesota, but you know it wasn't quite like you know 
Michigan or Arizona right, game right. that I went to last year. Uh, but it seemed like the more concession stands were at least open there to help with the flow of lines and the long lines uh, there. So uh, maybe experience uh, there at least get better. Yeah, and now it makes me think that they're prepared for it, Travis. Mm-hmm. You know, so they have this offseason to get prepared for it. They know yeah. that there could be a possibility of more fans coming out. So let's get prepared for it now as opposed to after week one. Right. Yeah. And then also uh, the thing about this, the significance to lay out the seating chart and the seating map is that the students kind of were kicked around the idea of possible renovations to the horseshoe and uh, also possibly uh, switching them to a different location of moving them to where they once were. I think they were in the sections of 103 or uh, 101 to 103 was kind of uh, the sections that the uh, crush used to sit in uh, before we had that big uh, north end zone where the band sits as well. They're going to stay put right there in the north end zone. I think that's good from a ticket perspective, and this is that uh, the students are away from everyone. They're not taking away uh, seats from uh, just the normal uh, capacity crowd, but it's also bad, and that's one of the biggest reasons why they wanted uh, the students to move is do they really have an impact on the game because they're so far away from the action all the way up there in uh, the uh, north end zone and uh, again the students had uh, as the season went along the crush did uh, show up to more and more games Uh, hey you know that Wyoming game it was the opener, it was pretty full, but obviously not as full as it was for the primetime game against Iowa. And I thought the Michigan State game uh, was pretty full as well. And uh, the uh, game against Purdue, it was uh, pretty cold uh, that day. So uh, I don't remember it being uh, capacity there. But uh, that has been a topic of conversation uh, there. So I think it would be good to uh, move the students down to where they once were. Uh, but uh because it just seems like they don't really have an effect on the games. So they're really far away uh, from the action of making noise. But uh, there you go. Season tickets for the uh, final line actually going down uh, for a football season. And the countdown is on uh, for a football season. It's like 105 days until the home opener on uh, September 2nd against Toledo. And they'll also be honoring the 1983 Big Ten Championship uh, team. And they're having a reunion weekend that year. Uh, or that week, and then uh, they'll go to Kansas the following week, and then uh, they'll be back at home for the first Big Ten game against Penn State on uh, September 16th. Definitely already looking forward to uh, that one. But uh, we talked about the uh, Fighting Illini game uh, tonight. Let's take a look at college basketball from last night and set the stage for uh, this evening, and we might hit on some NBA as well to close out the show. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Topless State Bank. And Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. More and more new Toyotas are arriving here at Dan Heck Toyota in Effingham, including the 50 mile per gallon Prius, the popular Camry and Corolla, SUVs like Highlander and RAV4, along with Tacoma and Tundra pickups. 
chances are we have the Toyota you want either in stock or coming in soon. So save the most where we sell the most, Dan Heck Toyota, South Route 45 in Effingham, or danheck.com online. Dell Technologies President's Day event is here with deals to power all your passions. The savings start now on select, sleek, XPS laptops and more, powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Don't forget special pricing on the latest monitors, docks, and accessories, plus free shipping on everything and monthly payment options with Dell Preferred Account. Just call 877-ASK-DELL for these limited-time President's Day deals. That's 877-ASK-DELL. 877-ASK-DELL. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Boise area attorneys, a partner men can count on. 101 South Capitol Boulevard, Suite 500, Boise, Idaho, 83702. Online at cordell.com. And now... You go from 72 in a sunny in Atlanta and then uh, 48 degrees in Minnesota uh, for this one indoors, with the Tigers. Okay. They're not indoors. Oh, not anymore. Never mind. <laughs> that has long since been imploded. The starting lineup. Uh, and it's also a Shohei Otani day as yep. he's on the mound against the Guardians. We'll be uh, looking in on a Shohei yep. uh, later Shohei, in the night. Shohei, 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 Shohei. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that was. It's a chant that they do at, like, soccer games. Olay, 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 but you kind of were off a little bit. I was trying to fit Shohei in there, but it's very hard. It doesn't Uh, quite go with the beat. No. I tried, though. It really doesn't. You you tried. Another team that tried last night was the Hawks. On 98.9 The Game. Shohei, 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 Shohei. In here to the uh, starting lineup, 98.9 of the uh, game. We're only here on 98.9, we're just a, a smidge a bit uh, longer. Let's close it out uh, talking to some uh, college basketball. Let's take a look at uh, what happened uh, last night. Uh, the number one team in the country took care of business over a two-lane, 89 to uh, 59, a big winner for the uh, Cougars. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Crimson Tide. Uh, they got it done in overtime as they won over South Carolina, 78 to uh, 76. Uh, Brandon Miller made the uh, game-winning layup, and he also scored uh, 41 points as he's been uh, swirled up in uh, some controversy yeah. there uh, with Alabama with the whole uh, situation that he's involved in. Uh, South Carolina was throwing him uh, some chance. Last night as well, Uh, there was, of course, the decision of whether he should even be playing or not with uh, everything that's going on there with him. And uh, that was actually the lead story on the first take of this morning with uh, Stephen A. Smith and Mike Wilbon and Paul Feinbaum was on there uh, about the whole Alabama uh, situation there. So uh, he had 41 last night to uh, lead the Crimson Tide to the win. So uh, I don't know. Probably shouldn't have been playing last night, but yeah, that's just I'm, me. Uh, 
it's a tough situation for everyone involved. Uh, Boston College, they upset number six, Virginia, as they uh, Boston College won 63-48. And it was uh, number 18, UConn, over Providence, 87-69 was the uh, final score. A couple games in the uh, Big Ten uh, from last night, uh, Maryland, they beat Minnesota doing what they're supposed to do, 88-70. And it was, uh, well, once again, uh, Big Ten uh, beating each other up. It was Wisconsin over Iowa, 64-52. to uh, 52. Mm-hmm. So uh, Iowa, of course, in the same uh, clump of uh, teams, and now they're 9-8. and eight. Wisconsin's 8-9, and nine, and it's just all sorts of uh, chaos uh, there in the Big Ten Welcome standings. Big Ten, yeah. conference of chaos. So uh, games going on in the top 25 uh, tonight. Uh, not a lot. Pacific against number 15, uh, St. Mary's. Uh, number four, UCLA is at Utah. And uh, San Diego is at number 12, Gonzaga. Uh, number four, UCLA and Utah is scheduled to uh, tip off at 10 o'clock on FS1. I will not be watching that, Travis. No. <laughs> that doesn't shock me in the uh, in the least. I know it doesn't. <laughs> so 10 o'clock, that is a pretty uh, late tip for a, a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, action in the Big Ten this evening. Uh, besides that, Northwestern Illinois game. Uh, we got Penn State squaring off against Ohio State. And Ohio State, only 3-13 and 13 in the Big Ten. I thought they were supposed to be uh, better this year, but uh, I guess not. And uh, Michigan is at the rack tonight as they're against Rutgers this evening. They're at uh, 7.30. So uh, that's the action going on in the Big Ten tonight. Fire Juwan Howard. Fire him. Get him out of Get there. Get him out of there. 15 Stinks. and 12. He yeah. I, at least I hope Hunter Dickerson is having fun coming back coming for back. just another year. I mean, to be fair, Travis. To enjoy his podcast. Come back Barstool. to Michigan or go play with the Thunder or the Magic or how do you think that he would even get draft? He would even get uh Okay, drafted? so it's worse. G League, <laughs> Europe, go play yeah. in Thailand with Dwight Howard where he puts 86 and 33 on you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there. So I guess yesterday, uh, you know me, I'm the most passionate NBA fan that you probably know, that uh, the second half didn't get started last night. Nope. Get started tonight. Yep. I didn't know that yesterday. I thought it was last night. Hmm. Yeah. That's okay. All the all the things that I said yesterday about the games that are going on, just well, copy, going on copy and paste. Yeah, exactly. Copy and paste. Go back. All good. Go back and listen. That's right. So, That's why we archive these things. Uh, is that why? I mean, it's one of the reasons. One of the reasons. All right. So uh, we'll hit up on uh, some other stuff in the uh, podcast. We'll hit up on some NFL news and notes. And we'll take a look at the hockey world as well. Again, uh, no show for yeah tomorrow. So we also got to uh, cover some stuff for the weekend in the pod. We got NASCAR pick coming up in the podcast as well since we're not going to be here tomorrow. So uh, we'll be back for you on a Monday. So uh, stay tuned to uh, the uh, podcast. And uh, good luck to all the uh, teams in sectionals tonight and in regionals as well. And we'll be back to recap it all on a Monday. And we'll have the top three moments from the sports weekend as well on Monday. So uh, we'll talk to you then. And coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, not Barton Hahn. It is Fitz and Harry. And enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. 
Welcome back in uh, to the starting lineup. Welcome in to uh, overtime of the uh, starting lineup. And we got uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still hanging out here with you. And uh, coming up, we got stuff to uh, clean up from the NHL and uh, some NFL news and notes as well. And we got to get to our NASCAR pick em as yes. well. And hopefully the uh, website that I use for my uh, decision-making has uh, picks already well, on a Thursday. Luckily, we're early enough in the season, Travis. You got a lot of drivers available for you. So you, just as long as you pick I somebody. I bet I got to strategize it out yes. and everything. Plus, so. we'll have that Cardinal news as well. That we'll, oh, uh, I forgot we'll drop about in that. the pod. And uh, Cardinal stuff. I will try to go not go on a rant uh, coming up in a little bit, but I'm going to go on a rant. So be prepared for that. Be prepared. All right, let's get to Sports Center. All right, stay uh, tuned. The White Sox are losing a bullpen arm, as the Reds announced yesterday that uh, Bennett Sosa was claimed off waivers from Chicago. The left-hander struggled in his debut last year, pitching 20-plus innings and giving up 19 runs. However, Travis, the team made a corresponding move and signed reliever Brian Shaw, yes, that Brian Shaw, to a minor league deal. The 35-year-old had a 540 ERA and 58-plus innings with the Guardians last season. So there you go, Brian Shaw, now a White Sox minor leaguer. Hmm. The Warriors are providing an update on star point guard uh, as Golden State announced on Wednesday that Steph Curry is, quote, making good progress. As he recovers from a left leg injury, Curry will be reevaluated in one week and has begun individual on-court workouts. The 34-year-old suffered the injury in a victory over at the Dallas Mavericks on February 4th. Curry has yet to play since then and missed the NBA All-Star game due to the injury. Kevin Durant. Yes. Closing in on making his debut for the Suns as the Finally. Athletic is reporting that the superstar forward and the team are targeting next Wednesday's road matchup with the Charlotte Hornets for his return. Durant has not played since suffered a sprained MCL on January 8th while playing for the Nets. He was traded from the Nets to the Suns at the trade deadline earlier this month. 34-year-old averaged 29.7 points, 6.7 rebounds, and 5.3 assists. 39 games played this season. I mean, the Hornets are a great team to make your day, you know, come back against. Yeah, nice to get your feet wet. Yes. A longtime college football coach appears to be heading to the NFLs. According to ESPN, the Ravens expected to hire Willie Taggart to oversee their running backs. Taggart is a former head coach at Florida State, Oregon, Washington, uh, Western Kentucky, South Florida, and Florida Atlantic. He had been set to join Colorado's coach staff under Coach Prime, but instead will take an NFL job for the first time. Taggart takes over for Craig Versteg, who has coached Baltimore's running backs for the past three seasons. Uh, Versteg has been with the Ravens since John Harbaugh's first season in Baltimore as head coach in 2008 and could get reassigned to a different role. The Titans are releasing several key players. Tennessee announced on Wednesday that uh, Taylor uh, Lewin, Robert Woods, Zach Gunningham, and Randy Bullock were all cut due to salary cap issues. Lewin was drafted by the Titans in round one of the 2014 draft and started 100 games for the team. The left tackle made three pro bowls and was yeah. the longest tenured player on the roster. Woods caught 53 passes for 527 yards and two touchdowns last season. The receiver was coming off a torn ACL he suffered in the fall of 2021. The Titans saved nearly $38 million in cap space with the move. Uh, yeah, that was uh, the shocking uh, move to release a uh, franchise guy like that. Yep. Uh, the left tackle there, like you mentioned, all those accolades. Uh, but, uh, salary cap, salary yeah, cap. That's the salary cap. That's yep. the business yep. uh, side of the NFL. Yep. But, mm. 
Netflix is out with a new series centered on the NFL titled Quarterback. The series will include exclusive access to Kansas State Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins, and Falcons quarterback Marcus Mariota over the course of this past season. We'll follow all three players from the start to the end of their respective seasons, including footage of them on and off the field. Quarterback is set to debut on Netflix this summer. Mm. Looking forward to that, Travis? Looking forward to it. Okay. That makes one of us. A pitcher is hoping to report to the Philly Spring Training Facility after transferring from active duty to reserves. Noah Song is expected to join the team on Thursday from Clearwater, Florida, following a status change with the Navy. His request to suspend his service obligation was originally denied back in 2019, which was the last time he pitched. Song was taken by the Red Sox in the fourth round that year and had a 1.06 ERA and 17 innings of low A ball. Bullpen arm will need to stay on the 26-man roster for the Phillies all season to avoid going back on waivers. Mm. And finally, Aaron Rodgers is out of his darkness retreat. Yes, he is. The Green Bay Packers quarterback spent several days and nights at Sky Cave Retreats in Southern Oregon. The owner of the facility, Scott Berman, confirmed Rodgers left yesterday. Rodgers told the Pat McAfee show earlier this month that he planned on spending four days and four nights in darkness isolation hoping to, quote, have a better sense of where he's at in his life, end quote. Berman said the room where Rogers spent his time is partially underground with no light, a queen bed, bathroom, and the lights can be turned on from inside the room if needed. Mm-hmm. So you can turn on the lights if needed. So Yes. There you go. He's emerged from the darkness. What a weird guy. <laughs> it's like a, a bear coming out of hibernation. He's emerged. Like a groundhog <laughs> trying to see his shadow. Emerge from the darkness, so we'll have to wait until <laughs> next Pat McAfee, Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Yes. So, uh, see if he's uh, what he learned during his darkness retreat. That it's dark. Yeah, we'll see if he had any enlightenment or anything. Maybe. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I couldn't do that. Like those people who live in Alaska where it's like dark oh, 18 hours a day. Couldn't yeah, do that. I'd be no. so sad and tired all the time. I'd be so right. depressed. Yeah, it's like, what day? What time of day I is have no, it? Oh, it's noon. Oh, great. Darkness. I can't tell. Awesome. Yeah, that's And then And then the crazy. other half of the year, it's sunny 18 hours of the yeah, day. exactly. It's, like, it's 10 o'clock at night. I just want to go to bed. Right, nope. exactly. Bright and sunny out. Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah, I, I agree. All right. I'm all going right. on my rant here. Okay. All right. I thought it was going to be about Rogers. No, it was not. <laughs> okay. As a prominent member of the Cubs organization is speaking at spring training. Mm-hmm. Chairman Tom Ricketts talked to the media yesterday in Mesa and said the team wants to make the postseason consistently. He said, quote, the boom and bust cycle that has been with so many clubs in baseball, we want to kind of get out of that. Chicago finished last season at 74 and 88. Cubs, of course, will take on the Giants in their first spring training game on Saturday. So you want to make the playoffs consistently? Yeah. You mean like, I don't know, the NLCS for three straight years? Maybe you keep that core together. (laughs) Maybe you you keep keep that group that did that for you together. How's that for consistency? What was it, five, six straight years they made the playoffs, that group? I don't know. Maybe you keep that together. Yeah. What a moron. This is the guy who's running the team. Yeah. We want to get out of the boomer bust cycle. We want to make the playoffs consistently like you did before, before you decided money was more important than what went on the field. Right. Yeah. 
Exactly. Makes me mad, Travis. Jeez. Like, yeah, could you say anything stupider? Can you say anything stupider than that? Yeah, I don't know. Stupider. Oh. Didn't know that was a word. It's it is now. Tom Ricketts <laughs> probably said it in a press conference. <laughs> Sell the team, Ricketts family. You don't care about it. You made your profit. Get out of there. Uh, I'm so yeah. sick of these people. Right. Like, it, we want to get out of the boom and bust and want to make the playoff consistently. You did that, and it mm-hmm. wasn't good enough for you because you weren't making enough money because you wanted to upgrade Wrigley Field and all of Wrigleyville around it and get your own TV network, and then the pandemic hit, and you went, oh, where'd all our money go? So now you have to sell off everyone, mm-hmm. and now you're going, we want to make the playoff consistently with players that you don't know. Right. Yeah, By the that's way, the frustrating thing about some of the stuff that he says. He says one thing, and then, you know, you had that. Yeah. So. By the way, I thought of two more Cubs players that I forgot yesterday that we have on our team. One I feel bad about. Nico Horner. Nico Horner's still there. Yeah, he's still there. He's still there. And Trey Mancini. We just we just signed him this offseason. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, we also signed a catcher. I don't remember who, though. but Tucker Barnhart? Oh, yeah. Yes, I think it was. No. Yeah. See, there you go. So I do know some of the people on the Cubs team. Yeah, there you go. You... And Suzuki, of course. Yeah. I don't think I mentioned you, him I yesterday. I think you mentioned Did him. I? Yeah. Okay. But either way, this guy is a... Yeah. He's a tool. Tucker Barnhart is a is a Cub. Yeah, he'll probably be our starting <laughs> catcher. Get ready for that. Get ready for that. I'm excited. Still has him as a, a tiger on ESPN, his picture. Well, ESPN doesn't update anything till March 30th. Two a 21 average last year. Great. Uh, a homer and 16 RBIs. 554 OPS. Good. Good stat line. He only did play in 94 games. so. Oh, and that brings up another former catcher of the Cubs, Travis. Mm-hmm. Wilson Contreras. Yeah. Making friends with his, his new team. And I'm I'm happy for of him. But I saw he did an interview where he talked about what he was last offered by the Cubs. Did you see this? No. Okay. Now I'm going to have to find it. Because, um, yeah, he just did an interview where he talked about the last offer he got um, from from the Cubs. Uh, not the qualifying offer. Um, where did I see it? Now I'm not going to be able to find it yeah, ever again. Probably, probably not. Uh, but anyways, what they offered him was a total joke. So, good going, Cubs. Yeah, I don't think this really says anything about it. Nope. <sighs> oh, here we go. Here we go. I found it. I found it. So, this is back in 2018, Travis. Mm-hmm. Okay. They made him an extension offer. Yep. They offered him five years and $35 million. Wow. That's it. A different report said that Contreras said the Cubs offered him six-year, $24 million extension. Either way, both wow. of those are low yeah. ball. Yeah, no kidding. Considering he signed for five years and 87 and a half mil. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely ridiculous. And it yeah. tells me 
that the Cubs had no intention at all of ever keeping Wilson Contreras. Yeah. And that, to me, is the shame. Like, then you should have traded him and gotten something for him. I know, you got a draft pick because you gave him a qualifying offer. He signed with the Cardinals. Mm. Big whoop. Wow. Yeah, that's super, super low. Yeah. So, Cubs, you're making me mad. Season hasn't started. I'm already mad. Already mad. I'm already mad. So, yeah. speaking of the Cardinals, transition. Uh, Cardinals news that we got hot off the presses uh, right when we started the show, Travis. Hot off the presses? Hot off the what presses. Is it? Uh, well, they've announced who is eligible for the Cardinals Hall of Fame. Okay. Voting, fan vote on this. Voting starts this Saturday, mm-hmm. February 25th. So, here we go. Here are the players. And I already know who you're voting for, Travis. <laughs> Don't look it up. I already know who you're voting for. So first off is Joaquin um, Angular. He was a relief pitcher from 81 to 85. This is his first year on the ballot. He was a back-to-back 20-game winner for the Cardinals, tied for the Major League League with 20 victories in 1984, ranked tied for second with 21 the following year, Gold Glover, um, pitched for the NL champions in 85. So there's that, okay? Okay. Next up, we have a gentleman who's been on the ballot for five years, and that's Steve Carlton. Mm-hmm. Steve Carlton pitched with the Cardinals from 65 to 71. Had a 20-9 record in his third All-Star selection in 71. Yep. Member of the 67 World Series champions. Mm-hmm. Next, in his eighth year on the ballot, Matt Morris. Yep. Good old Matt Morris from 97 to 05. Eight yep, seasons. I remember. I remember that soul patch. Yep. 620 win percentage, ranked seventh in franchise history. Mm-hmm. Won 11 or more games six times. Yeah. Sixth on the Cardinals' all-time strikeout list. Yeah, I definitely remember Matty Moe. Edgar Renteria has been on the ballot eight years. He's still on there. Mm-hmm. He's second in Cardinals' history in home runs as far as shortstops goes and stolen bases. Mm-hmm. And third in hits, extra base hits, RBIs, and batting average for shortstops among the Cardinals. Yep, he's pretty solid. He's pretty solid. And the second one, and the one I know Travis is voting for. It's uh-huh. his first year on the ballot, but he's going to get in, especially if you ask Travis. David Freeze. Oh, yeah. David Freeze, 09 to 2013. It says third baseman David Freeze became a postseason legend with the Cardinals. In game six of the 2011 World Series against Texas, the local from Wildwood, Missouri, hit a game tying two out, two run triple, the bottom of the ninth inning, and a walk off home run two innings later. Freeze was named World Series MVP on the heels of being the NLCS MVP while setting MLB records for the most RBIs and extra base hits in a single postseason. The following season, Freeze posted career highs of 20 homers and 79 RBIs while batting 293, being selected to the All Star team. Mm. So Travis is putting him in. <laughs> so he's a lot. Uh, is if the the voting is this going to be this season they're going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame or um, is it next year? Uh, because yeah, whatever it is, yeah. Well, it's twenty three. Yeah, twenty twenty three. Yeah, enshrinement will be Sunday, August twentieth. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, come on. Yes, David freezes in. One hundred percent slam dunk. One hundred percent slam dunk. I I agree. I feel bad for Matt Morris and Edgar who've been right, on this ballot yeah. for eight years. But guess what? You ain't getting in this year. David Freeze is getting in. And what I find funny is they talk about all these the other players I mentioned, which is why I kind of went through all of them. They talk about where they rank in career for Cardinals, what they accomplished with the Cardinals, and it's all lengthy and it's all this. And David Freeze is like, hey, he had that one postseason, then the next season he was an all-star too. And that's it. Nothing else. 
but mm-hmm. he's going to be the one to get in because without him, you don't win that oh, World yeah. Series. Yeah, 100%. So he's going to get in. Yeah. And I just find it hilarious that and, – and David Freeze, out of all those players, is more of a fan's player. Like, people right. relate to him and like him. You know, it, it, it feels like anyways. Yeah. I mean, because he wasn't the best. Right. He just had amazing postseason and just played out of his mind. He – just a normal player. Let's be honest, Travis. Let's be a hundred percent honest here. He had a great eleven months. That mm-hmm. postseason, and then the next year, and then that was basically it. But his entire yeah. Cardinal career is cemented because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a ghost in here. He's obviously mad. It's the ghost <laughs> of David Freeze, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, throwing 20, paper around twenty twenty three. In, I mean, I don't think there's a rule that says like multiple people can get in. I think, but yeah, uh, I feel sorry for those people that are going to be uh, on the ballot an extra year because this is uh, a first ballot because he's not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer anywhere else. Yeah, no, and this so. is uh, only one player gets in. Really? Yes, because this is the modern player. The modern player with the most votes after fan oh, voting okay. concludes on Friday. We selected for induction the full 2023 Cardinals Hall of Fame induction class, which will include a veteran player chosen by the Red Ribbon Committee and a Cardinals organization selection will be announced during a televised special programming on Bally Sports in early May. So yeah, those other ones could get in, hmm. but they would have to be picked by either the organization or by the veterans committee. To be eligible, by the way, the nominees must have played for the Cardinals for at least three seasons and be retired as a player from Major League Baseball for at least three seasons as well. Ah, uh, gotcha. How David Freeze got in. He was a Cardinal for four. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just and in under the also, I guess, retired in 2019. Yep. It looks like it was his last season there. He played uh, with the Angels afterwards and the Pirates for a couple of seasons. I forgot all about that. And then uh, the Dodgers to close out his career in the 2018 and 2019. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Totally forgot that. So there you go. David Freeze going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, Cardinals Hall of Fame. Absolutely. All right. Very I mean, well. We might as well not even start the voting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Man. My goodness. This is already... It's already over. It's already over. And the it's over before it started. <laughs> uh, so that was your cardinal But news. maybe one day, one day Edgar and Theria or Matt Morris would get in. Steve maybe. Carlton getting in? Steve Carlton, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I guess Edgar and Matt have been on the ballot longer. Right. Which is weird because Carlton retired a lot sooner than they did. But mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm. hot off the presses. Off the presses, Cardinals. David Freeze, St. Louis Cardinal Hall of Famer. Mm. What about that guy? Is he going to be a Cardinals Hall of Famer? Doesn't he look so good with the uh, STL on his cap there? I think his best years are behind him. Mm. Man. <laughs> I can't say that without I know. Well, listen, Contreras. Like I said, and I will say it again, Travis, before the first spring training game, which is this Saturday, by the way, it on is, 98 yeah. on the game, because we won't have a show tomorrow. No. I'll tell you now, it's on 99 on the game, starting at 11.55. You can listen to it. Don't. Be upset if he's not Yachty. Oh, Cardinal yeah, no. Nation. Just telling you. Yeah, no. I'm... You're you're asking him to fill in for an all-time great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give him some I time. Know. Those are big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Those are shoes that haven't had to be filled in 20 years. Yeah, no. 
So they've grown, gotten kind of big in 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, for sure, just be a little patient Patient. Uh, with uh, Wilson uh, there. Plus, so. Wilson is really good in the summer. It, it, he starts slow, gets better when the weather gets warmer. Mm, gotcha. So. Good to know. Good to know. Keep that in mind. Uh, so we kind of got sidetracked a little bit with uh, baseball talk there, but uh, the NFL news and notes that I wanted to uh, get to there was that the uh, Broncos, they hired uh, Vance Joseph as the uh, defensive coordinator there. So Sean Payton adds to his uh, coaching staff. Uh, Joseph coached the Broncos in uh, 2017-2018, and uh, then uh, Elway kind of fired him uh, following a 6-10 and 10 season. And uh, that was the third year in a row after... Uh, winning the Super Bowl that they missed the playoffs uh, there. So, but Vance Joseph back as the uh, D coordinator there. And then also I thought that you were going to uh, rant about, did you hear about what the New York Jets said? No. About their visit with Derek Carr trying to recruit him to New York? No, I did not. <laughs> okay. Well, according uh, to uh, Diana Rossini, uh, ESPN reporter, uh, that uh, Derek's car's uh, pitch to join the Jets was that the Jets made uh, the pitch super personal and said that uh, they believe that if Derek Carr comes to New York and win, you could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Derek uh, Carr, first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, I'd say this. Um, he'd be the best car. <laughs> So we'd go in the Carr Brothers Hall of Fame. First ballot Hall of Famer. No way. <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> no way. Oh, uh, gosh. First I mean, ballot Hall of Famer. He goes to the Jets. Sugar coating. I mean, that <laughs> sugar is piling on thick. I mean, it's kind of like one of those things where, like, all right, you want me to hype me up to to pitch you to come to my team but let's be realistic yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> don't insult me yeah, by, by being of, uh, too high of expectations yeah. for me <laughs> yeah because uh, now that's out the fan base will be expecting exactly yeah and then it's just a, a joke and then it's just a joke yep. it's a social media butt of a joke <laughs> uh first battle hall of famer if he goes to new york Derek Carr. maybe not Never. <laughs> Never. <laughs> All right, so let's get to uh, hockey before we get on to uh, NASCAR. Uh, the uh, Islanders beat the Jets last night 2-1. to one. Uh, Flames 6-3 uh, to three over the Coyotes. And like Eric mentioned in his SportsCenter hit, uh, the Blackhawks got the win over the uh, Stars 4-3. And that was it from the NHL last night. Uh, games going on this evening at the Wild. Blue Jackets, Rangers, and Red Wings. Kings, uh, Devils, Edmonton against uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Sabres against the Lightning, uh, Ducks, Capitals, uh, Canucks versus the uh, Blues in uh, St. Louis tonight, uh, Flames against the Knights, uh, Bruins against the uh, Kraken, and the Predators going up against the uh, Sharks tonight. So uh, the game on ESPN this evening is uh, 8 o'clock one. It's the Flames versus the Knights there tonight so i mean meh as a six o'clock time slot uh connor mcdavid versus Sidney crosby is a pretty intriguing matchup too but uh i mean yeah there's a lot of hype around the flames coming mm-hmm. into the season so and the knights are doing really awesome again uh, this season so 
there you go. That's the national schedule there for uh, the NHL. All right, so uh, we uh, got everything uh, checked off the list, I think. And now the only thing that we need to take care of is our NASCAR pick uh because we won't be here tomorrow. Yes, and I also just saw that uh, the Cardinals have four players ranked in the top 100, uh, according to MLB Network. Yeah. Cubs have one. Mm. Who do you think is the best player on the Cubs team, Travis? Who do you think they got ranked for the Cubs? One of the top 100 players <laughs> in in the game. Top 100. Yeah. Um, is this someone that they just acquired? It is. Uh, Swanson. Yeah, number 39. Yeah. Tommy Edmund made the list number 78 for you. Hmm. But they go. haven't revealed the top 10. And like I said, the Cardinals have four players, and I only saw one. So that means you may have three players in the top ten. Wow. Unless I missed one somewhere, which could happen. Maybe. I'm guessing it's Contreras, Goldschmidt, and Arenado. Right. Right? I mean, that would mm-hmm. have to be the three, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, Goldschmidt, Arenado, slam dunk. Slam dunk for top ten. Yeah. But mm, Contreras on the top ten, though, that would that kind of be surprising a little bit. But. I agree. I mean, I still think he's probably one of the best catchers in oh, the league. Yeah, sure. But top ten, but hey, that's very good. I like it. I'm relooking because I don't want your ego to get too. <laughs> I like it. Um. Yeah, no, I don't see any other Cardinals. So get your ego in check, Travis. <laughs> very well. Oh no, Wilson Contreras is 73rd. Ah, uh, there you go. There you go. So, all right, NASCAR pick them. NASCAR pick em. We're out in California. All right, we're out in Cali. I won last week with Travis Pastrana, who, by the way, Danny Hamlin announced on his podcast is not looking at doing any more races this season. He would like Travis Pastrana to do more races, but they haven't agreed to anything yet. So nothing is scheduled as of now. Oh, man. But My only opportunity to pick I Travis in. Well, I picked him first. So, <laughs> um, All right, California. Final time on the two-mile oval at California. I have no idea what to expect out of this race. Um, so Travis, mm-hmm. I am going to go with, I'll go Eric Jones, Eric Jones, Eric Jones driving the famous 43 of Richard Petty, or I'm sorry, of legacy motorsports club. Yep. That's what I'm going with because I don't know what to expect, but Jones has been fast uh, last year at these type of tracks. So, mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Um, all right, so uh, I, uh, I uh, will go between two picks. Uh, I don't know if he's uh, good at any other any other tracks later on in the season. I don't know if I should save him for later on, but uh, let's go with uh, Eric Almarola. Eric Almarola. That's actually a pretty good pick. Thought about the Daytona 500 winner. Yeah. Ricky Stenhouse. Yeah. But I'd I'd save him till another restrictor plate track. That's me. Yeah. 
Um, right. And don't forget, this year, unlike last year, we are resetting for the playoffs. So when we get to the playoffs, we'll have all the drivers to use again. So. Oh. Yeah, they reset the points, so we reset our reset our picks. So we won't be using every single person in the field this year. Hmm. So sorry, BJ McLeod. Probably no <laughs> one's picking you. Sorry. Ah, uh, poor BJ McLeod. Poor BJ McLeod. Mm. So. JJ Yaley. JJ Yaley. No one's probably picking you this year. <laughs> so. Coyla Joy. Corey, ah, I, I may float through a flyer at Coyla Joy for a restricted place track. <laughs> he almost won Atlanta last year. Mm. So, but there you go. That is our NASCAR Pick'em. And we'll be back one day to recap it. All right. Eric Jones, you said? Yes. And Eric Amarola. Two Eric's spelled completely different. And none of them spelled like me. Driving crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Eric. A. R I C. Yeah. For Eric Amarola. Yep. E R I K. Yep. Right here <laughs> I mean, is E R I C. Yeah. At least you're I C, so at least you spell I'm your normal. name normal. <laughs> Thank goodness. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, we are done for the day, and uh, we're done for the week with the shows, at least. So, uh, we will be back for you on a Monday. So, uh, we'll be back to recap everything that happens tonight in the sectional championships. So we'll be back to recap everything that happens in the regional championships. And we'll also have the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend as well. So it's going to be an even more loaded show on a Monday because we'll have a couple of days of sports takes in us by Monday when it rolls around. All right, so enjoy your weekend, and again, good luck to everyone in the championships tonight and tomorrow. So uh, we'll talk to you again on Monday. Thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for downloading. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.